Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to Fresh Faces. I'm Aggie Gold, talent agent and former manager. This is my exclusive podcast about how to get your child into commercials, television, and the movies without getting ripped off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fresh Faces with me, Aggie Gold. Want to know how to get your kids into show business? Just keep listening. Lynn and Sid Gold, owners of Gold Star Talent Agency, which just happens to be one of the top talent managers in the industry, have agreed to appear on my podcast, and they are here today. Lynn Lynn and Lynn Hyde have represented. Hi, hi, everyone. Welcome. Yeah, they have represented clients in hundreds of commercials with major roles in TV sitcoms, Nickelodeon, soap operas, feature films, and Broadway. Please let me introduce you to Lynn and Sid Gold. Thank you so much for being here. I am so thrilled to have you. Oh, my God. Everyone is so lucky to hear from you. I first have to talk about uh, Aggie Gold. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> we have to give you I, a I shout have out. To, I have to. Uh, I'd like to uh, thank my my friend and colleague Aggie Gold for inviting us to participate in this podcast. We know Aggie for many years, and she is known as one of the top people in the industry because she's always been known as being very ethical, caring, and knowledgeable uh, knowledgeable about all aspects of this industry. Thank you so much. That was very we, sweet. We really feel honored. And, and we do want to give you a shout out for a long time. You know, you have been our mentor Aww. because you, you didn't even realize it. The name of your book, which you, you wrote, and that was our guide to, to getting into it because we just got into it because of our son, Ari, which, which we'll we're going to talk, talk about, about. later. What I'm going to ask you a question. Go ahead. The name of, of your book? It's called Fresh you... Faces, Getting Your Child into Commercials, Television, and the Movies. That's so lovely, really. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me to make sure that parents get their kids into this business without being ripped off. And you are the most honest. And Sid said that he used the word ethical. And, and, and that... It, that means a lot to us as well, and it should mean a lot to all your so clients. That's, that's and, how people should look for agents or managers. They have to pick somebody who's obviously very ethical. Yeah. You know, you guys that's are fabulous. You know, my listeners, they want to know how to get their kids into show business. So when I have guests with as much experience as you two, they want to know everything from the beginning. So let's start from there. What made you want to get into this business? Was it because you always wanted to do it? Were you actors yourselves or did you have children in the business? I would say a little bit of both. Uh, You know, we were both sort of actors. I mean, uh, when I was in college, I started uh, the Musical Comedy Society because there was there was a, um, a club in college called Dramsat, which is a drama group. But I said, why don't they have a Musical Comedy Society so they could do musicals as well? So anyway, I was one of the founders of that musical comedy society. In fact, in our uh, in our second production of the Pajama Game, they dedicated the playbill to me. 
I was I became a producer of, of that group and the founder of the Musical Comedy Society. So they dedicated the playbill to me one year. He, he's more of a producer than an actor. <laughs> he did act in college oh, and I did too. But um, but but he's <laughs> he's he's a good producer and, and he has this mm -hmm. passion for musicals. We, we we still do, but unfortunately, you know, I, yeah, today the theater. I is tell closed. everybody that the first Broadway musical I ever saw was Mr. Wonderful with Sammy Davis Jr. Wow! And after that, I saw every single Broadway musical that ever opened, and I have the playbills to prove it. Wow. You know, when I was a teenager, I loved Broadway and I had no money. So I at those times during intermission, everyone came out of the theater and smoked. Remember that? <laughs> right. So I would see the second half of every show on Broadway because I, I can't believe with everyone. I can't believe you're saying this, Aggie, we because did we the did the same, same thing. No, <laughs> second acting. Second acting. We, we did, did the same, same. thing. And then, <laughs> if I if, if I liked the second act, I would try to come and see the uh, right. first act. <laughs> oh, we're on the I don't same believe it. Link. We're on the same lane. We have this passion. <laughs> How long are you two married? Oh, guess. <laughs> well, I'm married fifty two years, so it's a oh, long time. Did. So you also got married at twelve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we uh, longer. <laughs> it, longer. It seems like like yesterday because we're still in love. Um, and we're, we well, we have the same goals and the same passions, you know, as you can see. Uh, 57 years. OK, still going strong, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. OK. Look, OK. When, when I started this business, I knew nothing. I barely knew what a casting director was, let alone a personal manager. How did you begin? Like, how did you select your clients? What was your process? And what is it now, thanks to COVID? Well, okay. Uh, we used to go to showcases. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, um, when, I, when we first started in the business, uh, we, were, we were in the school system, obviously, and... Uh, during the summer. Not obviously. Well, not obviously, he but whatever. assistant principal, acting principal in New York City public school system. So I was in the New York City public school system as a teacher, then an ed, ed evaluator, and then a consultant for special needs kids. So wow. that was my, my forte. And uh, one of the reasons I'm mentioning that is because we were off during the summer. So we during the summer, we worked at camps or, or sleepaway camps or hotels and so on. And that's when I was doing, uh, I was also a dramatics director there. And, yeah, I did that uh, oh, too, yeah. Oh yeah, see? Yeah. And uh, let me see, the first, show, my kids were all, I put my kids in the shows, of course. And uh, sometimes I didn't, uh, my, my son, Stephen, uh, should have been the lead like in Oliver, he, but I didn't want to make him the lead because they're going to say, sure, you're the uh, drama director, so you're making him the lead. So I didn't, but the musical director said, he's the best one for this. We have to give him the part. So he wound up doing uh, doing the part of Oliver, which was my uh, first camp, I think, show that I directed. Okay. Um, so what made you become managers? What, what, what happened? You just said, okay, we're gonna quit teaching and now we're gonna become managers. No, actually we didn't quit teaching because um, we, we were doing man managing as a part-time thing. 
at first. Yeah, but my my son Stephen uh, really took over, like from nine to three. When we weren't in the office, when, when we, we were still were, working. Yeah, he he took over. But what really started it, she wants to know what really was uh, because of Ari, my youngest son, was discovered uh, in the camp because we also worked in sleepaway camps as what a camp? drama what director. Camp? What camp? camp well, Camp Brawley up in Livingston Manor was one place we worked. Mm-hmm. And he was a drama director and I was a dance teacher and in, in the camp. And... Um, and my, um, you know, my youngest son, Ari, w- was discovered and um, and someone referred him, the, the musical director referred him to a producer. He did his first album, which was called Pot Belly Bear. Okay. So, uh, and he had uh, like four solos on that album and there were other, other performers, but he had like four or five solos on that album. No, and he, uh, the producer said, you know, um, he should do jingles. He he's really because I I think he had a perfect ear or a relative ear, and uh, we got him into showcases in Judy Judy. In oh Peter yeah, so Sklar. then I was I was reading uh, the, the newspaper show business, and in in that I was looking at the ads and I saw that there was uh, some they were looking for kids singers and it said it was called Judy Judy Productions, but they were looking for kids singers. So we called them and we went down there for a, an audition. And as soon as uh, they saw Ari, they wanted and they they said, yes, we can use him. And, you know, one thing led to another. Well, and then we said, you know, we need like five or six Aries because after two years, Ari in, in the jingle business, and he was very, he's known like one take Ari. I, you know, so we decided to represent. To find other, some other kids with, that are talented. Right. Yeah. It was, it was difficult because not everybody has that perfect pitch and relative, you know. What do you look for when you find a kid that they, that whose parents want you to represent them and they say they're talented? Oh, well, first of all, we we look for kids who are extremely outgoing with great personalities and who are not afraid to be uh, to come into a room without their parents, because obviously when they go on auditions, they don't let the parents come in with them. So we used to have uh, in our office, we'd have that we call the kids in first and see if if they would come in. Some of them wouldn't even want to come in. And we knew, uh oh, this is this kid is not really right for the business. And then they had to have the right personality and be very verbal. And if when we asked them questions, I, I said, I don't, I don't, I said this to myself, I, I don't want to hear one word answers. Like, uh, what do you like to do in school? Uh, play. Nothing. You know, that was, then I knew this wasn't right already. Because- well, you know, I, I have sort of an ABC. They have to be adorable. They have to be believable. And as Sid said, they have to be conversational, not just answer with one word. And and another thing, they have to be fearless. You know, we call it Greek chutzpah. You know, they have to come into the room and and, and have a you know, certain self-confidence and and be uh you know charming and and just knock the socks off them because you only have what is it three minutes in an audition and room. they have much less time when they go on a real audition than they would have with us so with Definitely. us we'd give them a little more time obviously yeah. let me ask you something did you ever not take a child because of the way their parents were absolutely because 
you know, you know, part of this this job, part of the job of talent manager is to also interview the parents. Now, I would always I would always say to the parents, number one, are you available to take them on auditions during the week? Uh, and are you willing to uh, are you willing to take them out of school a little early if need be? These are all the different questions that I would ask the parent. And also we were we wanted to make sure that the parents weren't the type who, you know, sometimes when a kid came out of an audition, the parent would say, well, how'd you do? How did you do? And, you know, we felt that the purpose, but the child should, it should be an enjoyable experience for the child each time he goes on audition and not have to worry when he comes out that his mother is going to say, how did you do? Did you, did they like you? And you know, it doesn't matter as long. And I, when I interviewed the, the parents and the kids, I told them, don't worry about, am I right for this? Because if you weren't right for this, you wouldn't you weren't you wouldn't be sent on this. There are so many children that we have a choice of sending, and if we're sending you on this, then obviously you're right for us. So don't worry about that. Yeah, I was just going to say, don't you love it when parents call you and say, "Well, you know, there's an audition going on for, let's say, Rice Krispies. Why isn't my child on it?" Oh yeah. Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> Uh, sometimes, uh, many times, the parents think their kids are so amazing, and in reality, they're not so amazing because uh, every child is amazing to his mother. Of course, <laughs> for sure. You know, it's it's a tripod. It, it, you know, it's the child, the mother, and the manager, or the agent. The manager, know. yeah, the agent. It's a team approach, and um, it's the purpose of of the mother. If, if the mother wants their child to be a star and make a, oodles of money, then uh, she's not right for that. No. I mean, it's unfair for the child. Um, it has to be uh, a fun experience, and and the child has to want to do it, not the mother. Right. It, it has to be like in in the child's dna that they just want to perform they uh you know they just want want to you know show their their talents they want to be out there but it's very important you know the motivation uh you know the the child has to be motivated not the parent <laughs> well they both do okay. yeah yeah it has to be uh it has to be a commitment on the mother and and it has to be a, a passion and a love, you know, for show business on the on the child's part. Do you remember the first job one of your clients booked? How excited were you? Right. It, well, well, I think that was it was it was there. it was it was my own son uh, <laughs> who who booked it, and and he kept you know, booking things. But you know what? It was the same type of joy when we had a client. It would it would be, you know, that that happiness, that oh, that celebration when oh. other clients, it was it was really equal. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was so yeah. yes. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry we're talking so much. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, Are you it, kidding? It, it, uh, we we really immersed ourselves. You know, of course, we retired and and we started doing it full, full time. time, and um, so we we gave a lot of attention to our clients and we celebrated every time they would book something, even a callback. We would be so you know so happy for them, but but you know we. Um, Inwardly, we, we had to tell them it's not 
you know, the, the check is not, not in the mail yet. Right. Um, so even on callbacks, we were happy because it had the potential of, of getting it, but still. At least we knew there was an interest in them because they were yeah. being called back. Yeah. Do you have any divorces among your parents? For one parent wanting the kid in the business and the other no, it's enough? Oh, uh, um, I don't know. No, that's that. That's another thing um, we would want. How does your husband feel about it? And some um, some mothers were divorced already, and maybe maybe they got divorced even before. Uh, but I don't. You know, I don't think the divorces uh, were. I mean, the cause of the divorces was the fact that they want the one, the child, the business or not. I don't think that would be a cause for a divorce because if most, I would assume that in most cases, they if both parents about care about their kid, they wanted to try to uh, support yeah. their kid and what the kid wants to do. I had a client whose mother, this was the most extraordinary family I have ever come across in my life. The mother was in a wheelchair. Uh, very ill. She had two children who also were ill. Uh, I mean, they were fine, except they were, um, what is it? Uh, when you when you bleed accidentally, hemophilia? Hemophilia. So they were, they, she wanted them to do something with their lives, but was so afraid to let them do sports or anything that could injure them. So she thought the theater would be wonderful. And it was because her son today is a very well-known dancer and her daughter is doing beautifully. But this woman in a wheelchair took on a national tour of Les Mis and some of the wow. theaters across the country, the little theaters, you know, they don't have elevators. You have to walk up 12 flights to get to your dressing room. This woman went up those 12 flights in a wheelchair. Nothing stopped her. Unbelievable. Nothing. Unbelievable. And it, it was just so inspiring because these kids were so talented and the parents knew it. And she just did everything she could to help them, you know, which was wonderful. And then I have parents wow. whose daughter, whose wife took their child on a national tour. And the husband said, if my wife doesn't come home right now, I'm divorcing her. I haven't seen her in seven months. They got divorced. Really? <gasps> Not bringing him home you know so crazy things happen any crazy well, obviously, stories you know, each case is different yeah well well sometimes they have um a surrogate some uh, person like an understudy of the mother right. and yeah. um and they would go on, on the tour with uh, them. on the tour yeah. with them it was even some pay for those people who went along you oh. know, instead of the mother you know I had a client who booked a, a feature film when he was 10 and it shot in Italy. And they said, if the mother comes, this kid doesn't get the role. They had to hire oh, someone. Mothers. Oh, they could be monsters. <sighs> we had, we, we had occasions. It, it, the child was, was fine, talented, but the mother was so demanding I know. and, and they would call us you know, you better talk to her because they, they, they would have to fire yeah. The, yeah. the child. Oh, that's why it's so important to have supportive parents, yeah. both. Um, we, we had, speaking of Les Mis, we, we had a, a, a client, a boy. Yeah, and that was one of our early uh, um, Yeah, in, in Les Mis. And it, it, it's interesting, they 
both loved the theater, but but they got divorced. The parents. the parents got divorced. I would ask, you know, is there anyone else, a grandmother, an aunt, anyone who could take take them on if, tour? If, right. if there is a problem, you know, with a marriage. Yeah. See, yeah. I'm the first time I met you, I think was at a national conference of personal managers meeting. Could be. And I think that was I, I was the national treasurer of the right. Conference that was a great marriage. organization because when parents, when I, you know, when I reached uh, the the quota of certain age in my agency, and a mother would call, and I and I knew I couldn't represent that child, I would recommend to them to a manager in the conference of personal managers. Ah, uh, right. And since I mean I'm an agent now, so I don't deal. Is that organization still around? I, no. I'm not sure. No, I don't see. know. Probably not. No, yeah. no, for years. No, no, no. No, it's it not. It, it, no, no, it, it disbanded. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have connections, but they don't meet anymore. And, uh, you know, I remember that there was so much camaraderie between all of us. We all got along, all the managers. There was no competition. Yes. No, Nothing. Yeah, com- it was yeah. so much fun. You know, who cared? So you got a client. I got, you know, what difference did it make? You know, but things are a little different now. Things are very different now. What What do you, how do you okay. feel about the way things are going now with COVID? Well, obviously, the, the, there's a whole change in the audition process also. Uh, in most cases, they don't go down, uh, you know, to a studio to audition. They will say, if it's a, they'll send in a, a an MP3, which is a, you know, or, or a tape or something of their voice and uh, or the, even on camera stuff. And then uh, if, if they're if the casting people are interested in them, who knows that even the callback might be uh, on video right. or not, you know. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, when when parents went on the audition and saw other parents there, so there was competition and um and one didn't speak even even when one got the part, <laughs> they wouldn't tell. Um, so there was a lot of competition, you know, among the parents. Oh, terrible! Um, but now, yeah, it was terrible, right? But now um, <laughs> they don't see one another. They don't go in person. Everything is done by sending tapes, MP3s, as it said. So um, so one parent, you know, doesn't know what, what's going on with, you know, with other parents. Yeah. So the business has changed a lot. I remember when I once took my son Ari to an audition and I was talking to one of the parents and I asked her, what has he done? Like, what has our son done lately? And she denied, oh, nothing. And he had, and I knew that he booked something big, but she denied it because she was afraid that, I don't know, maybe that we'd be jealous or we'd whatever. So she actually denied, oh, he, he didn't done much yet. We're just auditioning. You know? Are you kidding? I had a mother once who used, to, who used to say to her daughter, she was pretty tough on her daughter. Her daughter was five years old. She would say to her, you know what? If you book a regional commercial, it could be $5. If you book a national, give you $10. <laughs> And this is what they did, you know, talk about, un, you know, um, unconditional love. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. Where'd that, where'd yeah. that go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I heard a parent say, um, and, and Ari heard that, and he was floored. He was 
flabbergasted. Don't don't get that kid in the business, even, even though um, the, the the parent said, you know, things are very bad financially, and and I want him to be in the business so he could help help us uh, out financially. <gasps> and when my son heard that, oh, that's not. <laughs> That you can't bribe, and and it's all uh, purpose, as I mentioned before. It's uh, because of the love, not not have anything to do with money or becoming rich and famous. I know. I try to stress that all the time. Um, some parents want to do this because they want it for themselves. Exactly. Right. They they're living vicariously of the child. <laughs> That's why you're asking me if we were ever actors or in the business. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we always loved it, but uh, but it wasn't really for, for ourselves. I saw the talent. You want to hear a little a little story? Yes. Uh, Stephen, who is very musical, but he's the behind the camera guy. He's my oldest. Now, I uh, Sid could read a few things that he's accomplished because you asked us that. I do, and I want to hear them. For yeah, sure. when when she's ready for yes. that. Yes, so I'm ready. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but first, I, w- I want to tell you when Stephen was in college, even though um, you know uh, he was uh, going for uh, you know for economics, he was pre med, and I said, Stephen where would you rather be 24 hours in a recording studio or in a hospital? And, and he said in the recording studio, I knew music was his passion. So we told him to drop out of the, you know, pre-med. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. (laughs) Well, we've reached the end of part one with my interview with Lynn and Sid Gold. Join me next week when we continue our conversation and we get into the stories about their son's careers in show business. Thank you for listening to Fresh Faces with me, Aggie Gold. Storygram Network. 